Welcome to Seminary Insider. Today we talk with Joel Nazaros, our Student Success Coordinator at Axe Seminaries. Joel is a great support for students. He's passionate about helping them find the resources they need, as well as bringing all things to God in prayer. Joel is also a student himself, still finishing his program, which gives him a unique perspective both as a staff member and as someone studying with Axe. We're so glad Joel could join us today and hope you enjoy this interview. How did you decide to begin studying with Axe and what, what was that process like? Uh, yeah, I love that question. Um, my journey actually started at SFU, of all places, doing a criminology degree. Um, I wanted to be a police officer and then the last two years of my degree, I, I really went for it pursuing law school. So I did the LSAT three times. I was terrible at it. Um, <laughs> applied to a bunch of schools. And um, actually, before I even got back the letters, I, I already had a sense that it just wasn't for me. I, I think it was something different than what it actually is. Uh, it might have been even a bit of my own idea and not God's. But uh, around the same time, God just really put prayer heavy on my heart. Um, you know, I, I had been a Christian growing up, um, went to church every Sunday and that sort of thing, but I don't think I really understood prayer and just how much God loves to reveal himself through prayer and manifest himself through prayer. And so he just took me on this journey of going deeper and deeper into that, being a part of a bunch of different initiatives, having feel like I, I felt like I had a lot of revelations of his heart for the church and the world. And so... Um, that led naturally led me to also have a heart for the local church. And, and so I was eventually encouraged by a friend to do the pastoral apprenticeship program at my church. And, and it was through that that I felt like I had discerned a call to pastoral ministry. And so big transition for me. So I started working at this church um, for a couple of years as a prayer coordinator and at this church to be a quote unquote pastor and to move towards ordination, I needed to have some theological studies because I just had a crim degree at the time. So uh, that's honestly the main reason I chose to come to Axe. Um, and my brother-in-law also went to Axe and it was, so I knew it was really good. Um, and I could borrow a bunch of his textbooks, he said. <laughs> that made, just made sense to me, you know, of course I'd come to Axe. And so it, it since then has become much more than just something I needed for a credential, but. I'm sure we'll get into some of that uh, with your other questions. Yeah, yeah, that's an awesome background. Which which program specifically are you doing with Axe? Hmm. Uh, I'm currently doing a graduate diploma of Christian studies. I originally started uh, with MA in Christian studies, but um, I felt like uh, this would be a better option for me to transition into the diploma um, and then get that under my belt and then reevaluate um, if I wanted to continue. Um, and I'm, I'm actually a huge fan of this program. Um, it doesn't get much credit. It doesn't really get highlighted much, but I love this program. It, it, it's a low commitment. Um, and, and sometimes it, cause it can be so daunting to commit to a whole master's. Um, but this diploma is only 10 courses. It's very doable. Um, and a cool part about it that not many people know is that you're basically doing all the core courses with those 10 courses you do. It's like all the core courses from all the other Axe programs, basically. So um, even for our ma a Master of Christian Studies in Marriage and Family Therapy, 
our chaplaincy program, uh, if you want to take more of a theological path, these core courses count for all of that. So once you're done the diploma, you can just do another eight or nine courses or so, uh, and then you'll have a master's. So it's, wow. it really breaks it up um, and makes it less daunting, I find. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really good information. And I think uh, as someone who is in the process of a master's degree myself, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think something that's a little lower level might, <laughs> might have helped because then I was pretty locked in. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I was, yeah, doing that through Trinity. So a little bit of a different experience. But um, yeah, so so kind of going into even more of what it's like to be a student, I, I know that you have started during COVID. What has your experience been like as a student during this time? Yeah, I mean, obviously an extremely unique time, but I I would say my experience has overall been very positive. Um, I kind of went into seminary looking to do most of it online uh, because working from home is is really helpful for me. So that's actually one thing I've really appreciated about Axe is that you can basically do any class live streamed on Zoom or there's also an option doing it online. Um, and so those those specific online courses are um, part of our Axe World Campus, and it's each one is eight weeks long, so that's half of the semester. Um, it's with online video modules and, and discussion forums, and the cool part about it is that you can do like eight weeks uh, of the semester. Uh, the first eight weeks you can take a class, and the second eight weeks you can take a class. So things that I've done before is like take one class uh, that's the full length of the semester, like four months, once a week for four months. Um, And then another class that's the first eight weeks and another class that's the second eight weeks. Um, So I'm never doing more than two at a time. So that helps with the workload. But then at the end of the semester, I have three done. So that I love that flexibility and it really well for me. But you know, it, it I get it that it can be difficult to do things online. We've we're kind of screened out, I get right now. Um, you know, Zoom call after Zoom call. And I really do get the, the fatigue that can come with that. Mm. Um, and, and it wasn't until this last uh, in-person class that I had, which was uh, only a couple of weeks ago, it was my first one ever at Axe. Um, and it, I, I felt way more like a legitimate seminary student. Um, I felt like a lot more grounded. Um, mm and like attached to, I guess, the institution or just even just having your feet planted on the land here. Like it's just, it's way more real. And, um, and I got to, you know, interact way more with my classmates and the professor. And it was just a lot easier to be connected. I actually grew like a lot of really cool relationships from that one class, it was a one week long intensive. So I get that, that it, that that there's pros and cons to both. Um, Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. And it is nice to know that there's kind of, yeah, some different options in the future for students, as well as kind of a balance recognizing that it's, you know, some people are always going to want the online classes, whereas, you know, a lot of people do want to return to in-person classes as well. So yeah. Now, now kind of going back to more of your experience as a student, mm-hmm. what are some remarkable or memorable aspects of uh, your student experience so far? Yeah. Okay. I, I think you're going to have to bear with me on uh, 
this story that I have here. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, the best part of my experience at Axe has been this one week intensive in-person class that I took mm. near the end of October. Um, it was a pastoral care for grief, loss and dying with Gloria Woodland. And shout out to Gloria because it was just an unreal class. Mm. Absolutely amazing. Um, one assignment I'll mention that we had to do was a personal loss inventory. Whoa. I had to write down all the losses I have experienced, you know, including not just the death of loved ones, obviously, but so many different kinds of losses, relationship loss, role loss, functional loss of bodily functions. You know, that's something we really learned in these course, in this course was uh, how many different types of grief and loss there are and how valid those things are. And it's not just those who are dying or those mm. who have experienced the death of a loved one that experience this kind of loss that really impacts our life and um, really even creates some trauma in our life. Um, mm. And so I had to talk about the significance of these losses to me, how I coped. Um, and so some things I'm currently going through, I got to process in a really healthy way. Um, and, and I realized also that there was a number of losses that I only partially grieved. And, and, and so a lot was coming up for me again. And um, I remember just like reading my paper out loud, just, just to edit it, just for the purpose of editing it. And I'd be reading. And then all of a sudden I just start to weep. My wife would come over to the couch like, comfort me and hold me and and then I'd kind of gather myself and then I'd keep reading <laughs> and then later in the paper I'd just start weeping again and yeah. so like this this process would happen like a few times and and I was literally just reading it and so it was just so good in, in that sense and I truly think that like every person coming to seminary needs to take this course because it teaches you how to shepherd people in a really real sense. Um, it's There's incredible pain that many of us experience. Um, actually, I would say all of us have experienced some form of grief, um, mm. pain and suffering. So, and, I, and that will be one of the most common things we experience ourselves as pastoral caregivers. Um, as we walk with people, they, we will be walking with them through grief, pain and loss. And so I, yeah, highly recommend that. Wow. That's awesome. So, you know, as a student, but even as someone working with acts, what would you encourage potential students to consider when thinking about starting uh, theological studies? Hmm. Yeah. I think the first thing I would say is let the courses become part of your process, hmm. let the material become part of it. Like, you don't need to have your whole life mapped out or know exactly what you're going to be doing. Mm, um, yeah. Let the material influence you, make you think and, and be open to your path changing and God speaking to you through your professor, the discussion with your classmates and, and your own engaging with the material. Uh, be open, essentially, is what I'm saying to whatever God might want to do. Uh, because there have been things about my path that have changed as I've been at seminary, and that's been a beautiful but unexpected thing. And, and, and that's one of the things I tell people about Acts. Uh, one of the things I say the most is that it's a place you can figure things out. Mm, it's yeah. a place where um, it's okay to not know. It's a place where it's okay to wrestle. Um, and it's okay to ask big questions 
Um, and I'm in a season right now where I'm asking God a lot of huge questions. Hmm. Um, and Acts has been a part of my journey of, of figuring things out. Yes. So um, that would be my encouragement to people. Um, that's, that's the main one. And the second one is that uh, I would say don't force it. So, for example, what I mean by that is some people want to just get it done and finish in a year or two, take four to six courses at a time and, and then also working at the same time. And, um, but I'd encourage you not to do that. Hmm. Um, seminary is a place where you're going to really want to soak it in, uh, soak in what you're learning. And, and you need space to, to wrestle with the Lord on some things. Um, it's going to push you. It's going to take you deeper. Uh, you don't want to rush through that at all. Um, you kind of, you want to savor it, you know, mm. um, and it's really hard to do that when you're, um, you know, you're serving like crazy. You're, you're really involved with your family. You're um, working full time. You're doing all this stuff. And then you're taking five courses on top of that. Like it's just, um, it's, you're, it's not going to give you a very good experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that would be my second thing. Uh, my third thing is that if you're considering sem seminary, uh, don't be afraid to just start. Um, mm -hmm. If you don't know the exact program you want to pursue, um, you know, it, like I was saying before, um, you don't have to know for sure that you want to do chaplaincy or marriage and family therapy or more of a theological path. You know, you can start just being enrolled in that graduate diploma I was talking about. It's only 10 courses, gives you a little taste of seminary, and it's all those courses, none of them are wasted, and they all can can go towards an MA in almost anything. Yeah. No, this is really good information. So, yeah, so, so then uh, as you kind of continue to journey, both seeing things from the student side and seeing them now as the student success coordinator, how do you hope to improve the student experience as you continue with acts main thing i want to do is make sure people are cared for um and that the condition of their heart stays soft towards god and others i think success can be a bit of a funny word uh because it really depends on how you interpret it you know some success to some people would mean getting straight a's but to me, you, you can get straight A's and, and not be that healthy or not actually learn these concepts in a deep way, which I don't think is a very successful experience at seminary. Um, uh, you can even know all the theological knowledge in the world. Be super sh sharp and smart in that area. But if you're walking away from seminary calloused and burnt out, then mm. what good is the education? Like, um, you know, that maybe that's just a personal opinion of mine. But the point of Acts is is to help leaders become more like Jesus and mm. to be like Him. You know, it. I really, my heart is for helping students to be healthy, and especially in a spiritual sense. Um, I totally acknowledge that a typical seminary student's life is very complex. Mm. Uh, you might, you know, maybe you're listening, and you might you might be married or and have a growing family. You might be a mature student who's studying again after 20 years being away from that sort of thing. You might be working full time and trying to make one or two classes work at the same time, but pastoring a church or being involved in some sort of leadership in your church and the community around you. Uh, there's so many layers um, and it can be hard to catch a breath sometimes. Um, so there's just so much pouring out as a leader. And I've experienced that myself. 
when I used to work at a church. And, and so my, my heart's passion is, is to care deeply to, and pour into those who are tending to so many things around them, so many things pulling them in different directions. I, I really want to be a source of, of life, a source of pouring into those people. Um, I want to pray with students and over them. I've had a chance to do that already, which has been awesome. Um, I want to help them discern things in their ministry. I want to bear their burdens and sit in that, that, that dark cave like I was talking about, sitting in the darkness with them um, if they're experiencing a season like that. That's really the main focus uh, for me is, is, again, the heart condition of students. Um, we don't want you leaving seminary um, broken. Um, and so we can be a part of your journey to help mitigate that. Mm. Um, I also, you know, want to help streamline things for students uh, with an institution as big as Trinity Western University. Uh, it can be so hard to navigate all the different processes if you're not used to it. Um, you know, how to access the fitness center, the wellness center, the writing center, how to apply for graduation, how to make payments, what courses should you take and when, when are they offered? Like there's, there's a lot, um, especially for myself uh, as a student, I have learned some things the hard way and I don't want other students to have to learn the hard way. And so mm -hmm. I want to streamline things. Um, and so all that stuff falls under my purview and, and my goal is to remove as many barriers as possible to students getting the information that they need and when they need it. That's awesome. And, and just your perspective is, yeah, so encouraging. And mm. um, it's clear that you've got passion surrounding this, which is great. Yeah. Um, I'm going to return just for one last question to something you said right at the beginning. Um, and that's actually about prayer. Yeah. And just as kind of a sign off here, I'm wondering, is yeah. there any just like word of wisdom or word of um, something like that you've you've learned uh, about prayer that you would like to share with the wider acts community? Hmm. I own. Yeah. I the first thing that I think about is um, how, how mystified prayer can be for mm -hmm. men. Um, you know, when I used to work at a church, I, I sometimes would even want to shy away from that word because it, it often just hearing the word, prayer or like, hey, you want to come to this prayer meeting or something like that would actually induce shame in some people because they they feel like they don't pray enough. You know, that's often the feeling. Oh, I don't pray enough. You know, I don't, you know, I don't do this or that. And and so it that's the opposite um, to the gospel. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and God is not wanting us to feel guilty. And then as a result of that guilt, come to him in prayer. That's not um, his heart for us. And so not neglecting that side of your faith, um, is really important. That's just my own two cents. And really, I think what changed the game for me is, um, seeing it as, you know, you're, you're, uh, connecting with your father, you know, you're not, you're not praying to some big distant deity that, you know, Kind of like the um, the example with Elijah, where he, you know, he he called down fire from heaven and scorched the the altar, um, mm. and and then the prophets of Baal were like, you know, crying out and and cutting themselves and and all this kind of thing, trying to get the attention of their deity, you know, 
um, mm -hmm. and nothing happened. And um, I think we can we can see God that way sometimes of he's kind of far out there um, mm -hmm. and we need to pray well enough or we need to um, be articulate. We need to be um, we, we can't come to him in prayer until we get our crap sorted out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there, there's lots of that um, that happens all the time. And so seeing it more as this relational side of things, uh, the, mm -hmm. this avenue, this this channel for for intimacy, um, knowing our sonship, knowing mm -hmm. that we're a son first, we're a daughter first, before we're a leader, before we're a husband, a wife, a, you know, a friend, yeah. we're, we're a son and daughter first. And so um, that intimacy needs to come. And then through prayer, God reveals his power as well. Mm, but yeah. um, we can't neglect the intimacy side of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Joel, there is a lot that you have given us to think about and um, pray about and just, uh, I think, some insider perspective as well, which is really appreciated, especially on Seminary Insider. <laughs> that worked out. Yeah, right. Um, but I was going to say, uh, your contact information is on the website. If there are any students listening who want to get in touch with Joel, he is here to talk to you, to help you, to pray with you, encourage you, and um, give some guidance even about courses and um, plans or just be listening here. So um, thank you, Joel, so much for joining us today. Yeah, that, thank you so much for having me. Um, I would love to just pray for us if that's Cool. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Holy Spirit, thank you that you are present right now with every single person listening. You couldn't be more near. You couldn't be more close. Thank you that you are fully aware of every single circumstance that people are walking through right now. Thank you, Lord, that you see us. You have not cast us aside. You see us. You know us. You love us. And Lord, I, I, I pray for every student or any person listening um, that you would bless them. They were just experiencing right now the, the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of, of your love. I ask for all of us, God, um, today, tomorrow, next week, uh, for a fresh revelation of the Father's love for us. That is my primary prayer for us, God, that we do not grow cold to that fundamental truth that you love us unconditionally, that you do not require anything from us to be your son, to be your daughter. Um, your love for us is powerful. It's unfailing. It goes on forever. Um, so that is my main prayer. Thank you, Lord, for being with us in this session. And I just pray a blessing over everyone listening in Jesus' name. Amen.